0: This is the station you turn to first for live team coverage of breaking news. 98 7 and 1330 KNSS. Wichita's number one talk.
1: Good morning, 7 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. House Republicans pursuing Biden documents revelations. We have the story.
2: Man's body found in North Wichita. I'm Ted Woodward. Those details just ahead. I'm KNSS, meteorologist and Holiday. Another cold front moved across Wichita late last night
3: that will bring temperatures down just a little bit today, but still running above average for this time in January. Our complete forecast here in just a few minutes.
1: Newly empowered House Republicans are demanding the White House turn over all information related to its searches that have uncovered classified documents at President Joe Biden's home and former office. That request comes in the wake of a new disclosure by the White House over the weekend of more records found at the president's Delaware residence. In a letter Sunday to the White House, the chairman of the House Oversight and Accountability Committee says he wants to see the documents and communications related to the searches also sought our visitor logs of the president's home in Wilmington, Delaware.
2: Police are investigating after a body was found in a North Wichita park. At about 10.30 yesterday morning, a man was looking for arrowheads in Glendye Park near 28th and Hillside. He says he saw a body in a creek and he called 911. Witness Don Reed says the area is not easily accessible.
1: Yeah, you've got to climb down uh, a bunch of concrete uh,
4: that they've dumped here on the edge of the creek for to keep it from washing out, and then once you're down in the creek, you got to walk through it and wade through it and get to where you're wanting to get.
2: Officers found the body of a man in his 20s, and police await the results of an autopsy to determine the cause of death.
1: Police continue to investigate a weekend shooting north of downtown Wichita. It happened early Sunday morning at the Jump start at Broadway and Murdoch, Police say a man got into an argument with two employees and then refused to leave when asked to do so. The man physically attacked the employees, and that's when one of the employees shot the man twice. He was hospitalized in serious condition. Investigators say they don't believe the employee with the gun was working as
2: a security guard. The investigation is ongoing. Sheriff's officials say six people, including a 17-year-old mother and her 6-month-old baby, were killed in a shooting early yesterday at a home in Central California, Authorities are looking for at least two suspects. The Tulare County Sheriff's Office has deputies responded to reports of multiple shots fired in Goshen, California. Deputies found two victims dead in the street, a third person fatally shot in the doorway of a residence. Three more victims found inside the home, including a man who was still alive at the time but later died at a hospital. Investigators believe there is a gang connection to these killings.
1: Shots were fired at a Florida car show in honor of Martin Luther King Jr. Monday night. Chief Deputy of the St. Lucie Sheriff's Office, Brian Hester, describes the scene.
4: It was mass chaos, as you can imagine, when shots rang out with, you know, there were 1,000-plus people here at the event. Um, and as the shots rang out, people were just running in all directions.
1: At least eight people were shot with one in critical condition, four others injured, fleeing the shots. KNSS News Time now, 7.03, three minutes past 7 o'clock.
2: College basketball tonight, big game in Manhattan between two top 15 teams, Kansas, Kansas State. We'll preview that one coming up in sports.
1: Women face a tougher dress code in Missouri's House of Representatives. That story on the way, Steve and Ted in the morning on KNSS. The KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted now. 7.06, 6 minutes past 7 o'clock here on this Tuesday morning. Presidents of Keechai will begin
2: voting this week. Women who serve in the Missouri House of Representatives will face a tougher dress code when they get back to the floor this week after a debate the Democrats panned as a pointless distraction from the issues facing Missouri. The new rules require female legislators and staff members to wear a jacket, such as a cardigan or a blazer. The Republican who introduced the change said it was done to ensure decorum and mirror the men's dress code. Democrats called it ridiculous and said that women shouldn't be policed for their fashion choices. Mayors from across the United States are gathering in Washington, D.C. this week for their annual meeting.
1: The 91st Winter Meeting of the U.S. Mayors Conference gets underway today. More than 260 mayors have registered to attend the conference, which is a nonpartisan event for mayors of cities with a population of 30,000 or larger. Forum and session topics include services for veterans, tourism, combating hate and extremism, tech, mental health, migrants in U.S. cities, the opioid epidemic, reducing gun violence with scheduled remarks from Buffalo's mayor, and addressing homelessness. The mayor's conference runs through Friday. Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. SpaceX and Tesla founder Elon Musk may take the stand as early as tomorrow in a securities fraud trial that starts today in San Francisco.
5: A Tesla investor sued Elon Musk over a tweet he posted in August of 2018. It said, am considering taking Tesla private, funding secured. He floated the number 420 as the number of dollars he would pay per share. While just one investor initially sued after the deal failed to materialize, it became a class action case. While the stock closed up the day of the tweet, it later fell, wiping out any gains and then some. Musk says he believed he had the funding from Saudi Arabia's sovereign wealth fund. But the judge ruled that the tweets were not true and that Musk was reckless. Ahead of trial, Musk tried to get proceedings moved out of San Francisco over jury bias concerns, to Texas, where Tesla headquarters has been moved to. But the judge said no. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox
1: News. Investigators are blaming a mental health crisis following three tragic deaths in Michigan. A
4: Michigan mother
1: and her two sons were found frozen to death in a field in Pontiac where the temperatures dropped into the 20s over the weekend. Oakland County Sheriff Michael Bouchard says Monica Kennedy fled her home with her young children during a mental episode. She believed someone was trying to kill her and that everybody was in on it. It was a conspiracy, so including the police. Only her 10-year-old daughter survived after she knocked on a stranger's door and was rushed to the hospital. She is reportedly in stable condition. Tom Graham, Fox News. KNSS News Time now, 7.09, nine minutes past the We've Got a traffic hazard now. It's, uh, it's actually on the
6: ramp from... Westbound, or sorry, it's on the <laughs> ramp to westbound Kellogg from Seneca. That's the area that we're talking about there, and uh, just a bit of a traffic hazard on that ramp, slowing things down. Again, that's the ramp from Seneca to westbound Kellogg. Traffic update: 98.7 and
1: 1330 KNSS. I'm Jed Chambers. 7:09 now, nine minutes past seven o'clock. Take a look at the forecast. The KSN Storm Tracker three forecast. With Kansas today meteorologist Ronell Williams.
4: Good morning, Ronell. Hey good morning, Stephen and Ted. How are you guys doing?
1: Great. Doing pretty well yeah. here, yeah.
4: On a Tuesday morning. Yeah, things not too bad out there, but I hope you guys are you know go ahead and strap in yourselves now. Strap those seat belts on because things are gonna get a bit bumpy out there. You guys ready? We're, We're ready.
2: Oh, yeah. Yes, don't worry. Yes. We'll,
4: we'll be able to make it to this upcoming weekend. The road to the weekend just going to get bumpy by the time we get to the middle of the week. Today, things are going to be just fine. And I'm sure a lot of people out there are noticing that those winds not howling as much, not as gusty. And they should stay pretty light as we go through the day ahead. We're looking at fair skies currently. But as the day goes on, especially by later on this afternoon heading into the evening, you're going to notice uh, a few more clouds gradually trickling in. And this is going to occur just ahead of our next system. And after we see the clouds move in after dark later on tonight, we'll actually have a 60% chance of seeing some rain. Of course, we need the moisture as well as much of the area, much of the uh, much of the sunflower state, and we should be able to uh, to. Get some of that moisture. It's not going to be a whole lot, not going to be a drought busting rain, but it is going to be uh, definitely useful, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of people are going to be thankful for it too. 40 degrees for a low tonight. Therefore, once that rain moves in, since we'll stay above freezing, temperatures are going to be warm enough to just support rain. I don't think we'll have any wintry weather in our part of the area tonight. Winds will pick up, though, as that next system moves through. Getting back up to 10 to 20 miles an hour, we'll keep that breeze tomorrow, as well as a lot of the clouds, and also a 50% chance of rain rain too into the afternoon it may briefly turn a little bit drier but then once we're on the colder side of this system by our wednesday evening that's where uh, we'll have at least a brief opportunity of potentially seeing a rain snow shower i'm not necessarily expecting slick conditions by the time we get to our wednesday night though but just something that we'll be watching out for it looks like moisture pulling away from us through wednesday night Completely dry by Thursday, but going to be a lot cooler. We should be able to sneak up into the lower 50s tomorrow, but then we'll be down to 43 for a high by Thursday. Average high today for Wichita, 44 degrees. And We got up to 63 yesterday, so it's going to be colder compared to the mild trend that we've been enjoying, but at least, once again, those temperatures, although cooling down, at least they'll be close to that average mark. 46 Friday while still staying dry. Uh, There's going to be another potential weekend system that we'll be keeping an eye on. So far, we do have a 20% chance of a rain-snow shower into our Saturday, 10% chance of snow on Sunday. So those chances for moisture over the weekend, they look low, but still worth keeping an eye on, and will likely stay in the 40s all the way into the early early part of next week right now we're at 33 degrees maybe just a little bit of cloud cover out there light northeast breeze at eight miles an hour bringing that wind chill that feels like temperature down to 26
1: and we had a good good nice enough weather for for my my son and my grandson to come over and help me do just a little bit of yard work on saturday and then yesterday shelly and i got out my wife and i got out in the yard and did a little more but it, uh, curiously enough nobody in our neighborhood was doing any yard work except us but we had a couple little <laughs> Pots that you need to have uh, this stuff dumped out. Yeah, little stuff. But it was nice to get outside. And you're saying we can do that for the next couple of days at least then, huh? What do you think?
4: Yeah, and you, especially today. And, you know, Steve, Ted, you guys have heard me say it before when it comes to these mild days that we've been experiencing. You know, enjoy them while they're here. Yeah. And, you know, I don't say that lightly, especially given the the big change that we're going to have happen here pretty soon.
1: We're, bar- we're living on borrowed time weatherwise. Okay. That's right. Thank you, Ronnell. The uh, KSN storm 3 forecast with Kansas Today meteorologist L. Williams. 7-13, Steve, and 10 in the morning. Yeah, it was sunny and nice yesterday. 63 degrees yesterday. Super afternoon. day. What windy, a day. but nice and warm. Normal high 44. And we had a, like I say, it was windy. We had a gust of 43 miles per hour clocked out near Eisenhower Airport. That was uh, from the south. We've got some uh, breaking news this morning. A uh, woman from Wichita is dead after a two-car crash in Wilson County in southeast Kansas. Highway Patrol reporting the accident occurred Monday afternoon on U.S. 400, about a mile south of Fredonia. The KHP reports a car driven by 18-year-old Taylor Crispin of Wichita crossed the center line and collided with a car driven by 44-year-old Shelley Niembane of Parsons. Crispin was pronounced dead at the scene. Niam Bain was taken to Wesley Medical Center in Wichita with serious injuries. So for some reason, that car crossed the center line, Mm. and and there's a fatality accident. Sad. When something happened yesterday that uh, uh, I wasn't aware of it until it's passed, but I think we ought to talk about it, or I want to talk about it this morning, because Monday marked the 58th anniversary of the 1965 crash of the Mm KC-135 Strato tanker in the Pyatt neighborhood, North Wichita. Uh, Just before 9.30 a.m. on that date, a Boeing KC-135 strato tanker took off from McConnell Air Force Base. The tanker and its crew were based out of Clinton-Sherman Air Force Base in western Oklahoma. Shortly after takeoff from McConnell, the plane failed to gain altitude, began experiencing considerable yaw, according to the official accident report. The crew began jettisoning, jettisoning, jettisoning. The excess fuel and attempted to return to McConnell. After dumping most of its fuel, the plane made a hard bank to the left and entered a roll the crew could not recover from. plane came down at 20th and Piatt. Yeah,
2: smashed into a residential Residential
1: area. area. Yeah. The explosion and fire killed 23 people on the ground, injured 27 more, and destroyed dozens of homes. All seven crew members were killed. Uh, I can't really think. think that was a Saturday, and a Saturday. Yeah, it was the day of a Wichita State basketball game. It was. And I yeah, thank you because that's, uh, that's what I was remembering. My dad and I went to that game. And I think we were eastbound on 13th Street, which is kind of down the hill from where this happened. And the water was just running like in rivers from up there where the fire department had poured all this water on that wreckage that morning. Oh, that was a terrible, terrible day. Tragic day. But uh a day to remember KC one hundred thirty five. I have been to I've been to I've been to a, a crash. They had one. There was a crash out near McConnell, hmm, I'm gonna say it was nineteen seventy five. I believe it was nineteen seventy five, and uh, they lost I think five crew crewmen on that one. And that one happened early in the morning, and I had enough time before the radio show started that day to uh, grab my tape recorder and run down to McConnell. And actually go to the crash site. I'd never been to a crash site before like that. And uh, it was very, very interesting, Ted. I ruined a pair of shoes. I got up to my, weighted up to my ankles in uh, jet fuel that I don't Ooh. didn't know was there. But, uh, yeah, those things, when they go down, it's like a bomb going off mm-hmm. with all that fuel. So we remember that date and uh, mourn the passing of uh, those people on the ground and the crew members. Uh, it's a uh, reminder that it's not always, when you're flying, it's not always totally and completely safe 717 Steve and Ted in the morning here on KNSS it is sports time with Ted Woodward and we're getting we're getting that uh, playoff picture and that final picture kind of in focus now who's going to be around right
2: yeah and we also got college men's basketball tonight Uh, massive game in Manhattan tonight 13th ranked Kansas State hosting number two ranked Kansas KUK State first of their two meetings in the regular season it's a We'll see what happens tonight. K-State has not lost a home game this season, 9-0 and on home court. Jayhawks have not lost a road game this season, 3-0 and on the road. These both teams are both in the top 15. It's the first time that's happened in a decade in the playing each other. FanDuel thinks it will be close. FanDuel has KU as only a one-and-a-half point favorite going into Manhattan. K-State has a couple of streaks going. I'm sorry, KU has a couple of streaks going. The Jayhawks have won their last seven games against the Wildcats. And overall, KU is on a 10-game winning streak. Jayhawks are 16-1 on the season, K-State 15-2. And they're just one game apart in the conference standings. KU is atop the conference in the Big 12 at 5-0. K-State right behind at 4-1. Here we go, KU-K-State tonight in Manhattan, Kansas. Jayhawks will begin their pregame coverage on the radio network at 4.30 this afternoon. Game tips off at 6 o'clock this evening in Manhattan in Bramlage Coliseum. You can listen to KU coverage on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. As Steve mentioned, we go to the NFL playoffs last night, the final playoff game of the opening round. You heard the game right here on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. The Dallas Cowboys exercised some demons and finally won a road game in the playoffs. Went into Tampa and beat the Buccaneers 31-14 pretty handily. Easy win for the Cowboys as uh, they got their first win on the road in the playoffs in 30 years. And for the first time ever, the Cowboys beat quarterback Tom Brady. They had never beaten him before in seven tries. And a big game, starting wide receiver for the Cowboys, former Butler Community College Grizzly Michael Gallup found the end zone. Like we said, you heard it last night right here on KNSS.
0: Gallup, the single to the left. He's in the slot left. Prescott under center on second down. They fake the give. Prescott stands, waits, throws back left corner of the end zone. It's Gallup, tiptoeing along the back corner of the end zone for the touchdown. Prescott floated it in beautifully and Michael Gallup running along the back end line puts six more on the board. 24-nothing Dallas.
2: And the Cowboys go on to win that game 31-14 advancing into the conference semifinals next week. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers eliminated. Pro basketball in the NBA last night. The Utah Jazz on the road, winning at Minnesota. Beat the Timberwolves, 126-125, to coming off the bench for the Jazz. The rookie from KU, the former Jayhawk, Ochai Baji, had 17 points. He was 6-for-8 shooting in that game last night. The Jazz have won three of their last four. They're in the number eight spot in the Western Conference. And a little baseball note here former kansas city royals relief pitcher mark littell today would have been his 70th birthday he died a few months ago after heart surgery was that right of course you remember him as a he was a big time bullpen guy for the royals during their division championship years in the 1970s he was yeah his nickname one of his nicknames was country he grew up in the very 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 far southeast corner of missouri in a place called wardell missouri on a farm that grew cotton and soybeans he was, he was from the farm. Came up was a great closer for the Royals in the mid-1970s. He had 16 saves with that 1976 Royals team. And, uh, but he had to call his career short at the age of 29 because he had uh, bone spurs in his elbow. Mm, that is, he, so he didn't even make it to the age of 30. But he pitched for the Royals and the Cardinals a little bit. And he was a heck of a relief pitcher for the Royals in the 1970s. The recently passed Mark Littell today would have been his 70th birthday. And that's sports with Stephen Ted. You know, St. Shelley is really getting into the
1: playoffs. Of course, she's a huge Mahomes fan. Well, he hadn't even played yet. I know, but she's still a huge fan all season long. And, of course, he played at Texas Tech. And Mm -hmm. Shelley, when she was a kid, lived in Lubbock. Mm -hmm. So there's that tie. And then last night, uh, the Texas tie. Uh, and they're playing against Brady, and my wife dearly hates Brady. Well, she's not the only person that she just can't is, stand Doesn't it. like Tom Brady. So she stayed up and watched the whole game last. Oh wow!
2: <laughs> she was probably pretty happy with the happy way with things developed.
1: The way they turned out, you bet. All right, seven twenty-two now. Keep it here for house call for health. Many birth defects can be prevented. That's on the way. Stephen Ten in the Morning here on KNSS.
0: Wichita's nationally recognized Marconi-awarded radio show. This is Steve and Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS.
1: Good morning, 730. Steve Akinsons, Ted Woodward. Here on this Tuesday morning, 33 degrees. A woman is dead following a rollover crash in Ford County. The crash occurred Monday morning southeast of Ensign. Troopers say a Cadillac SUV driven by 56-year-old Marcia Berger of Ensign was northbound when her vehicle left the road and entered a ditch. She overcorrected, crossed the southbound lanes, entering the ditch on the other side where her vehicle rolled. The patrol says she was not wearing her seatbelt and was ejected from the vehicle.
2: Berger was pronounced dead at the scene. No other vehicles were involved in the crash. A new report says murders are becoming more concentrated in a handful of urban
0: counties. A Crime Prevention Research Center study published this week and provided to Fox News Digital says 73% of all murders in the U.S. took place in just 5% of counties nationwide, while 52% of all counties reported no murders at all. The murders are becoming increasingly concentrated in densely populated urban centers and have significantly spiked in these areas since 2020. Cook County in Illinois, home to Chicago, had the most amount of recorded murders of any location in 2020, followed by L.A. County, Houston's Harris County, Philadelphia County, and New York City's five boroughs rounding out the top five. Ted
1: Linder, Fox News. city of San Francisco is considering giving reparations to its black residents. Fox's Jonathan Hunt reports.
6: There is a long list of financial recommendations in the draft report from the San Francisco African American Reparations Advisory Committee, recommendations that would likely cost the cash-strapped city tens of billions of dollars. Among the proposals, a one-time lump-sum payment of $5 million to each eligible person to, quote, compensate the affected population... For the decades of harms that they have experienced the committee argues that quote racial disparities across all metrics have led to a significant racial wealth gap in the city of san francisco by elevating income to match ami black people can better afford housing and achieve a better quality of life
1: the committee is also recommending a debt forgiveness program that would forgive all education
2: personal credit card and payday loans The search for a missing girl in Oklahoma takes a tragic shift days after she was last seen.
4: A release from the Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigation now calls the search for four-year-old Athena Brownfield a recovery operation. The search for Athena began last week after her five-year-old sister was found wandering by herself outside a home in Cyril. The OSBI believes Athena was killed. Two people are in custody. Ivan Adams was arrested in Arizona on a murder charge. Police are seeking to extradite him to Oklahoma. Alicia Adams, a relative of Athena and her sister, is charged with two child neglect counts. The older sister is in protective custody. Gernal Scott, Fox News. Now the forecast
1: with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holiday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. Mostly
0: clear with a cold start to the day here in Wichita. Clouds start moving in as we go throughout the afternoon. Temperatures may reach 50 degrees by lunchtime, 56 for our high later on
3: today. Rain will arrive after midnight, tello 43. Cloudy tomorrow with a clearing sky and breezy warming right back to 58. Cooler air comes in throughout the rest of the week with a low to mid 40s Thursday and Friday. I'm KNSS, meteorologist and holiday.
1: Now a few clouds. 33 degrees. We have a northeast wind at eight miles per hour. 7:33. Stephen Ten in the morning here on KNSS. This is the seventeenth day of January 2023, and on this date in 1994, the 6.7 magnitude Northridge earthquake oh, boy. struck Southern California. I remember Northern, that one. Yeah, Southern California. It killed at least two, 60 people. Yeah, that was bad. According to the U.S. Geological Survey, 1994. Birthdays today, former first lady Michelle Obama is fifty nine. She hasn't been a first lady for quite a while. She's only fifty nine. She's she's a youngster, a young lady. She's yeah. t- James Earl Jones ninety two today. That's a big one. Well, I, he's one of my favorites. I just, oh, definitely. He just he's got to... <laughs> what a great what voice he, been? he had. Is he the voice of Darth Vader? Yep. Who, Star would, Wars. Yeah, Star Wars. You got Field the, of Dreams. Field of Dreams goes on and on, but. Uh, yeah, he's one of my favorites. I love, love James Earl Jones, oh, the great big voice, 92 years old wow, today. Bless his heart. Bless his heart. Well, the next time you like to feel like complaining about how cold it is, you might want to think twice. It could be a whole lot worse. The Siberian city of Yakutsk has seen an average low this month, minus 58 degrees. The average. That's a tough goal, but it right there. While residents of the world's coldest city are accustomed to below-freezing temperatures. Yeah, they live in
2: Siberia, for goodness sakes.
1: This winter has been especially brutal, they say. You can't find it, one woman says. Just dress warmly in layers like a cabbage. Mm-hmm. You either adjust and dress accordingly or you suffer. Right. Here's an idea. Move. Go
2: somewhere else.
1: <laughs> All right, 734, Steve and Ted of the morning here on KNSS. And
2: it I'm is- sure it's lovely there in the summer.
1: Yeah, it probably gets up to about, what, eight degrees? (laughs) Uh, Siberia. Stephen, Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Time for our uh, weekly chat with Sedgwick County Commissioner Pete Meitzner. Good morning, sir.
3: Hey, good morning, Steve and Ted. Beautiful day yesterday. Oh, man.
1: Outstanding. And, uh, you know, we have have the privilege now of, again, addressing you as the chair of the Sedgwick County Commission.
3: Um, Yeah, that's right. That's right. Last week we... uh, they voted chair, me chair, and uh, chairman, and uh, Jim Howell was voted the pro tem, which is basically the vice chairman.
2: Yeah, so, you're the chair, and you get that, do you. yeah, you get that commensurate raise and pay. Yeah, it's just being a <laughs> whole lot of money.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's kind of interesting. You know, one thing we're supposed to do is uh, it's been a tradition ever since I've been well, even at the city, is the mayor and the vice mayor, which is Mike heisel and Mayor Whipple. There's usually a, a monthly meeting between the mayor, the vice mayor, uh, and and then the chair and the and the pro tem, the vice chairman. So it's kind of a monthly informal meeting and uh, and exchange what's going on and opportunities because there's so much crossover of, you know, it's obviously the same citizens. So so looking forward to those meetings. We were supposed to have our first one last week, but it got uh, there, the city had to cancel it for I'm not sure what reason, but. But those are uh, those should be productive meetings, and looking forward to those in the future. So.
1: Are you having the a, a meeting tomorrow with the county commission?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of kicking off the year, um, doing a few uh, contract adjustments with uh, with uh, corrections, juvenile corrections, and some stuff for Sheriff Easter's place and uh, the suicide prevention hotline, which is nine eight eight. And uh, there's some contract stuff there so that's can, what we're addressing some stuff
1: i understand you're also going to discuss the 2023 holidays which would be you know i i suppose uh, which holidays are going to honor the county and and take a day off or what? Is that is that what we're talking about there
3: yeah there was uh, some feedback we had uh when we discussed this at the end of last year uh, about uh, adding juneteenth and which I didn't have a problem with, but we eliminated, we replaced it with President's Day. And there was some pretty good feedback from my perspective about not, uh, about eliminating President's Day as a holiday. And so I I think we're going to have a discussion about bringing President's Day back into uh, into the holidays. There's a lot of a lot of a, little, a lot of confusion but there's a lot of differences between the state and federal governments and county governments and city governments on what's officially the, the, the holiday schedules or not but we're gonna try to cover that and and see what the majority of the Commission feels about about adding that back in or doing something else so
1: well it's interesting that and it does people people get upset about those kinds of things and now when yeah. in Juneteenth are we going to have is the county going to have a Juneteenth uh, uh, yeah, holiday right yeah. What day will yeah, that you know that, what day date that is, Pete?
3: No, I don't. Okay. I'm, I I believe it's in it is in June, I think. Okay. <laughs>
2: no, <But>, Juneteenth, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I can't remember. But, uh, it's like the second week. Yeah, yeah I mid mean, June, that. and I assume it would be like a three day weekend like all these others. Right, right. Yeah. Right. What is, that, hol- the- what is that holiday?
1: What does that holiday celebrate? Juneteenth. Oh
3: officially uh the Emancipation, Is it the emancipation? I believe, okay. right. That was uh, yeah. it was kind of it was done, but then it was kind of ignored in many states, and uh, and then uh, many states in the South, I believe, and then finally it was recognized uh, based on uh, well, it was just the the proclamation was finally ratified or, or recognized. Yeah, and, uh, I think that's that's what it's about. You and, know, and, on, and on President's Day, remember we all growing up, we had celebrated washington's birthday and then lincoln's birthday and then they combined it into president's day so it's, it's pretty pretty historic uh, we, recognition day
1: you know i had a uh, an opportunity last evening i think of it I, I was had an opportunity with one of my granddaughters uh i think it was mary yeah it was mary uh they're twins and i can't tell them apart honest to goodness i cannot tell them apart but anyway we were sitting on the couch and we're talking about uh mlk martin luther king day and then we got into a pretty good discussion there. Just uh, my 16-year-old granddaughter and I, I was telling her about, oh, um, some things about MLK that I knew about from uh, history. And also the fact that uh, actually the, really the first sit-in, I had to explain what a sit-in protest was because you, you didn't know about that. The first one really was at uh, downtown on Douglas Street. It wasn't in North Carolina, right? Uh, North Carolina always gets yep. the credit, but Wichita had the first one. I believe down on Douglas. Right.
3: I think that's right. The Dockham right Drugs down, downtown, by right? the Dockham the drugstore. Yeah, yeah, that's right there at the counter.
1: But yeah, it was I believe so
3: That's right. Yeah, I have some friends uh, that, and actually, Susie and I, we've visited them before. Live in uh, they live in Selma, Alabama, and so <clears throat> obviously that's incredibly historic for the yeah
1: yeah
3: for the bridge where the walk started. That's that's kind of a kind of a neat city to, to visit, and uh, we've been there a couple times. and, and very historic, no question. Very historic.
1: All right, all right. Anything else you want to talk about today? You're the chair.
3: <laughs> well, thank you for any any, old, any new
1: business. We've got any old business. Have we do the new business?
3: Uh... Yeah. Well, we're going to focus on really supporting a couple of big things. Are are the state mental health hospital is is probably gearing up in Topeka for full steam ahead decision. And then, uh, and then working closely with Dr. Muma and Wichita state and KU Kansas university on that, on that downtown uh, biomedical uh, science uh, university. So that joint university, it'll be, hopefully, uh, if they can put some uh, agreement there, then there'll be some work there. So we're, we're a, uh, kind of full steam ahead, so to speak, on uh, on, on those two things. that would really be changing our community locally. A
1: yeah. so, couple, of, couple of very, very positive things you are talking about there. And uh, great right. to see things right. going on. And, and just from the standpoint of seeing things going downtown, for one thing, and if we can get any right. relief on that mental health, mm, man, that would certainly yeah. be a helper. All right.
3: Yes, it would. Yes, it would. So right. thanks for asking.
1: Okay, sir. And uh, thanks for being okay. with us. and. And congratulations on uh, you know the big bonus you're getting for being the chair. And <laughs> by the way, do okay, th- you. Do they have a little little uh, you have a just, you know, chair pretty well padded. I mean, uh, you, uh, I don't want you to be in any discomfort while you're up there.
3: Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's not like the bishop's chair, but it's a, <laughs> but it's a good
1: chair. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh,
1: you never can tell. You may right. no, no. Okay, thank you, sir. This is uh right. Cedric County Chair Pete Meitzner with Stephen Ted here. On Tuesday mornings, we have him on Tuesdays. We're gonna do it some more. The uh, 742 Stephen Ted. Coming up, we've got the Wichita Business Journal update. Yeah. A new fitness option is bouncing its way into Wichita. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSF. Ah,
5: spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com?
1: Stephen's head of the morning here at KNSS 747 on this Tuesday morning, January 17th. Three big things. Wichita police investigate shooting of a man by a convenience store employee. Two. Man's body found in a North Wichita park. Police await autopsy to determine cause of death. One. House Republicans pursuing President Biden's documents disclosures. The big thing, Stephen Ted, on KNSS. Right now in traffic, well, we've got uh,
6: some heavy traffic approaching the north junction, Uh, basically northbound I-235 approaching that uh, I-135 junction. Uh, Traffic heavy there and moving kind of slowly. Of course, we've got uh, construction in that area as well, but that slowdown goes. Almost all the way back over to uh, where the K-96 junction is. So uh, really slowing things down in that area right now. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm
1: Jed Chambers. Increasing clouds today with a high of 53 degrees. Monday's high was 63. Cloudy tonight, the overnight low of 39. For Wednesday, decreasing clouds with a high of 53 again. Now a few clouds, 33 degrees, and we have a northeast wind at 8 miles per hour. Find the comfort of a hat. Express your personality. Go to Hatman Jacks and find your own style. See why people from around the nation make Hatman Jacks their destination at the clock tower in Delano, Hatman Jacks. While a couple of states plan on banning the future sale of gas-powered vehicles, one state's going
0: the other way. Targeting the sale of electric vehicles. Fox on set. Everybody seems to like electric vehicles, EVs for short. They're trendy. Some look cool. Some might be a status symbol and come with fancy creature comforts. And for many, they're seen as reducing private consumption of fossil fuels as those driving EVs aren't filling up with gas every so often. They do charge up, however, and that electricity has to come from somewhere, and often it is a given city's conventional power plants. That hasn't stopped New York or California banning the future sale of gasoline-powered cars. But now one state could wind up doing the exact opposite. Wyoming's legislature is considering a ban on EV sales by 2035. Why? To preserve the oil industry, which lawmakers in Wyoming say is responsible for countless jobs and state revenue. Wyoming produced more than 84 million barrels of oil in 2021. With Fox on Tech, I'm Evan Brown, Fox News.
1: Asian shares are mixed after China reported its economy expanded at a 3% pace last year, less than half 2021's rate. U.S. futures fell after markets were closed Monday for a holiday, while oil prices were mixed. Chad, you got something going in traffic? Uh, yeah, just got off of
6: the phone with one of our traffic trackers. Robert gave us a call. Uh, 13th and Gretchen. The report there of a traffic accident uh, said it's a uh, two vehicles involved. He said probably best to avoid the uh, area entirely. And uh, now getting, hmm, I, I'm sorry, I'm I'm just now hearing a traffic accident, Governor in 13th, and I'm wondering if that's the same. Uh, that be. that's the same yeah. area because I'm just now hearing about this. Uh, definitely something to avoid, though, uh,
2: he said especially eastbound on 13th there. Let's take a look at a local business update from the Wichita Business Journal. A new fitness option is bouncing its way into Wichita. A couple of local entrepreneurs plan to open Bungee Fit early next month in a space near 29th North and Rock Road. Kelsey Banwert, a former Wichita State University volleyball player, is opening the facility inside 2,500 square feet of space in northeast Wichita along with her fiancé and business partner, Dustin West, the local owner of Supplement World. Bungie Fit expected to open February 4th for regular classes, though Banwart says she, there will likely be a grand opening event before that. The fitness regime, she says, will customize low-impact, high-intensity sessions, combining resistance of bungee with elements of traditional exercise and aerobatic training.
1: Local Orange Theory Fitness franchise owners, Jacob Wayman and... Reagan Carlstrom Raymond had been looking for a potential downtown Wichita location for a year for their business. Then a phone call from the Thrive Restaurant Group set the table for her husband and wife's third studio at Nafsker Park with a targeted mid to late May opening. Jacob Wayman said he got that call last year when Thrive planned to move its peace, love and pie business out of the ground floor spaghetti works district space and knew that Wayman had been on the hunt. That's business news this morning from the Wichita Business Journal with Steve and Ted. And today is National Hot Buttered Rum Day.
2: Seems a bit late. That would have been something good for the holidays.
1: Well, it says uh, a mixed drink containing rum, butter, hot water or cider, sweetener, and spices, typically cinnamon, nutmeg, and cloves. Hot buttered rum is especially favored during the fall and winter months, and is sometimes associated with the holiday season. But as you said, holiday season's pretty much passed now, hasn't it? But anyway,
2: hot buttered rum. I've
1: never tasted something it. Something
2: Clarence the Angel would order. Uh,
1: I wonder if it was a mold, mold, mold. He ra- wanted mold wine, mold wine, something like that. Yeah, Clarence. He hadn't got his wings yet. All right, seven fifty-three. Stephen Ted here on KNSS. Uh, some of us had a three-day weekend for MLK, for Martin Luther King Day. Uh, you guys were in here just working and slaving away uh yesterday morning and during the Stephen Ted show. I got to yeah. I got a day off and just slept in a little bit. But uh,
2: nobody else was here. We were like the only two uh, people in the building.
1: Yeah. Well yep. I'm sure that there were people the listeners out there today. Hey, thank you. Guys. Oh, I hope
2: there were people listening yeah, yesterday. We hope.
1: <laughs> That's kind of what we kinda of why we do this thing. By the way, this is Stephen Ted Show number six thousand. Three hundred and thirty five. Sixty three thirty five. yeah, and counting. So sixty-three, we'll we'll hit sixty-four hundred here in a couple of months, probably. We hope. Just keep doing the show. Maybe we'll get it right one of these times.
2: <laughs> well, we we're trying. <laughs> Steve, did
1: you now you got shocker basketball to go to, to do the PA on coming up here in the next couple of days? No, nope, next Nothing week. For a while?
2: Not till not till next week.
1: All right. Well. That's gone the way, and we'll be talking with uh, in a few minutes here. We'll go over what's going on with basketball tonight, football, everything, coming up in the 8 o'clock hour in sports with Ted Woodward. Ted, Jad, you got some more on that? Uh, well, yeah, just
6: uh, yeah. just an update on that. Yeah, that is exactly the same area. So uh, basically this traffic accident eastbound on 13th at Gretchen. Uh, Governor is is right there. Uh, that's between Rock and Woodlawn. Yeah, so Northeast. northeast. Yeah, yeah, so you'll want to avoid uh, 13th between Rock and Woodlawn.
1: All right. Stay with Steve and Ted coming up in the 8 o'clock hour on KNSS. We have the latest on the president and the documents. Ted has sports on the
2: way, Ted. Yeah, we'll take a look at a huge game in Manhattan tonight. Men's basketball, to top 15 teams right here in the state. We'll preview that coming up in sports. Plus, entertainment news. The blurs on the way, too. Yeah, we'll get you all your entertainment news, at, as we always do, at 835 every weekday morning.
1: And we have traffic and weather in the 8 o'clock hour with Stephen Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS.